Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we're talking about tolerations. It's little things you put up with that bug you. Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm freshly back from vacation. And I'm actually oh. pretty rested because I built in two-day buffer after the vacation. Got back late Friday night, and I had Saturday and Sunday to recover oh nice mm-hmm. that was that's that gonna feel good yes and it was a relaxing vacation you know yes yes <laughs> <laughs> there were relaxing moments in it many relaxing yes. moments in it <laughs> excellent <laughs> but like traveling like all traveling there is also some work right and this vacation was appended to a conference because you know I'm the conference junkie so there was a conference with a genealogy conference which was great um, but that's a whole different brain thing than follow than the than the travel and then oh right yeah but I went to Walla Walla and I drank quite a bit of wine so that was nice that is the lovely thing about Walla Walla right and that was actually the point of it this time so that was even better <laughs> So instead of it being family highlighted with some wine drinking, it was some wine drinking highlighted with some family. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I was there with friends from St. Louis, so it was just a whole different ball game. Oh, but I have to tell you, I ate 21 pot stickers. In one city? Well, yeah. You know, at the pot sticker place. <laughs> right. Did you have three orders? Is that three orders? No, that's four orders. But I gave one pot sticker to Rob, the person I was having pot stickers with. And then uh-huh. I, um, uh, Rob Grandstaff, by the way. And, oh, Rob. Um, Rob. And then I, there, at the end, there were two I couldn't eat. So. Oh, my goodness. 21. Yeah. It was nice of you to give him one. <laughs> wasn't it? I don't think he wanted more than one. I believe me, I offered him those other two at the end. <laughs> here, do you want these that have been sitting here the entire meal? <laughs> oh, no, we ordered them in succession. So, oh, right. You didn't right. order th- you four at a time. <laughs> no. And I will say, oh, when I got goodness. there, um, I was running a few minutes late uh, due to circumstances beyond my control, and I, he beat me there, and he'd already ordered them uh-huh. for me. <laughs> so that was nice. Oh, so I sat down, and pot stickers arrived. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Grandstaff. That's a, that's like the best kind of lunch date. <laughs> that's right. He's the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, did, did no one in your traveling party got to partake in the pot stickers though they were they were invited but Uh they had all had a gigantic breakfast and i um, at a restaurant called bacon and eggs and i had saved room for pot stickers so i ate a tiny breakfast 
Oh. So there was hunger inequality. But I had uh, <laughs> just a little, literally this one-hour window that I could have the pot stickers, so there was no working around it. So that's why they worked out. I had some nice one on one time with Rob Cranstaff. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And it's nice that um, you also got pot stickers because it would be really sad if you went to Walla Walla and didn't get pot stickers. Right. I told my brother Larry I was going, and the first thing he said, it was in a Facebook Messenger conversation, was Gyoza, which is (laughs) what they call the pot stickers on that menu. Yeah. It's like, you're right, I'm getting it. And then I sent him a picture of it, and his response was, did you make those? I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, he forgot I was in Walla Walla. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. So today we are talking about tolerations. And I'm excited uh, to talk about tolerations because I think it's are you? everyone can relate to. Yeah, it is. And, and um, I was thinking back to when I first learned about these. And at the time, I had a dishwasher that squeaked when you opened and closed the door. Mm-hmm. And it drove me bonkers. So, you know, every day opening and closing the door, it would squeak and I hated it. But like somehow it never occurred to me that I could do anything about it. Was it just a matter of putting some WD-40 on it? Yep. That's what I did. (laughs) I did. And then it never squeaked again. And it was such a delight. (laughs) Right. Like, why didn't I do that before? Right. And that's the that's the problem. There are these little things that, like, they probably bug you in the moment, but you don't really think of them outside of that moment. So, it you don't necessarily think about fixing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those things like where, oh, every time I get in my car, I realize I need to do, you know, whatever. Except I can't do it because I'm driving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, and then when I when I'm not driving, I don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And some are bigger than others, right? So it's like yeah. I think about when we moved into this house, which is an old house. Uh, that you remember this, I bet the downstairs. I think bathroom. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's the guest room. Oh, I, well, there's so many things, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to know if if. Uh, if you guess the right thing. I was thinking about that sink in the bathroom. Is that what you were uh-huh. thinking? Yeah, uh-huh. and how it had two faucets, a separate hot and a separate cold. Yeah, they and were like, like two separate spigots. Right, like normal people would have just renovated the bathroom immediately. But it took us uh, 12 years, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, no, it took us more than that because we lived in the, well, I was going to say we lived in the house for Four, five years before but you that. didn't have that bathroom right the tenants had that bathroom yeah yeah so um yeah just you know it wasn't that big a deal actually to change it up uh and now it's better yeah yeah that that it makes a huge difference but that but yeah that's a that's a little bit bigger thing than grabbing right. some wd-40 but right. completely it's not insurmountable by any stretch. Exactly. If, if, if I surmounted it, it's not insurmountable. <laughs> the, the little one that jumped into my mind uh, is 
cleaning my windshield on my car. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, not just with the wipers, but like getting my car washed or washing it myself <laughs> and having <laughs> the windshield clear. It's like, it's like someone, like, or, or for the same, actually the very same thing, cleaning your glasses, exactly the same right. thing. You don't realize yeah. what you're tolerating until you clean it and suddenly you can see so well. <laughs> um. It's so true. Oh, and it's funny. And just thinking about that is, um, reminds me of the, experience that I've been having with my new hearing aids mm-hmm. um, in that uh, I didn't realize how much effort I was putting into listening to people. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the hearing aids and I could actually relax while having a conversation, Aww. it was sort of crazy. And then those the first hearing aids ended up not working out and I had to send them back. And so I was then without them, without any for a month. Um, and I really missed them, which is not at all what I was anticipating. Right. <laughs> but well, that just effort that, became less tolerable, right? The effort of exactly less tolerable. Right. Oh. Are the new hearing aids working out? Um, they're taking more getting used to. Mm-hmm. They they aren't aren't as sort of seamless to get started with as the first ones were. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping that I will that we can adjust them and I will get used to them in such a way that they will work. Um, otherwise, we'll have to try something else. But um, <laughs> it it, it was yeah <laughs> attempting to be cheerful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was so interesting to experience that, like how much I had been tolerating and then how my tolerance had been reduced, mm-hmm. you know, and once that think it, stress had been relieved. Right. Why do you think it is that we tolerate these tolerations? Well, I think there are a number of reasons i think one is that sort of practical reason is that it bothers you when you it bothers you but it that generally is not a moment that you can do anything about it mm-hmm. like you know like if you were talking about the inside of your windshield do you notice it when you're driving or when the sun shines into your windshield but you're driving so you can't clean your windshield or you don't have what you need to clean your windshield and then when you're not in your car you don't think about it Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's one way that we end up tolerating things. Um, I think, too, sometimes, like, you know, maybe with your bathroom sink is it feels like a really big deal and you don't know that you're able to do it or that or that it's doable. You know, it just feels like too overwhelming to try to fix. Mm -hmm. Right. I know for someone like me who doesn't I get overwhelmed by a lot of options I Mm -hmm. was afraid that it would lead to a whole an entire bathroom renovation which would lead to so many choices and (laughs) um, but in fact we just put in a new sink and vanity and changed the wall the wallpaper to paint and oh no we replaced the you know the shower converter kit which by the way I have a new converter capsule I'm needing to put into it because I tried to get handy with the, the uh, fixing Oh, it. yeah? 
but it was not fixable, so they sent us a new one. Oh. So with any luck, either uh, I think I can do it myself, although I may enlist Barry's help in, in replacing the little part that needs replacing. I'll keep you posted. Ooh, but instead of I'm waiting excited. for him to do it, I'm going to try to do it myself. Um, well, and then when we, like our kitchen, we had the most outrageously bad kitchen, right? For Especially for someone, for yeah. family who has a cook in it. Um, yes. Our, yeah, our main kitchen was just nuts and old and and in fact it required a lot of decisions <laughs> to <laughs> to run it do a gut rehab of it but it was so much worth it because it's right. so wonderful now yeah yeah so i think that's that's often especially for the bigger things that you grow to tolerate is that it just feels overwhelming about even sometimes how to get started like i don't how would you even go about who would replace my faucet <laughs> mm-hmm. you know who who do i get to do that um but i think the the most insidious kind are the kind that you don't even realize like with my hearing or like i think a lot of times when you wear glasses you don't realize how dirty your glasses are oh yeah that's yes i i have to share a little story from 20 some odd years ago, we were living in New York, and I, uh, one, the vision of one of my eyes started to blur. I don't think I've told this story, oh. have I, on the podcast? I don't think and, so. And uh, I th- was pretty sure I had a tumor, right? <laughs> Brain tumor. And <clears throat> I was like stressing out about where do I find the right doctor for that? And I'm gonna, yeah. you know, need brain surgery. And then um, I washed my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scout, one my dog, one of my dogs at the time. Scout was a licker, and she had licked one side of my glasses, <laughs> and I hadn't really realized it. And that's all it was. But I mean, I was really convinced it was a brain tumor. Oh um, my gosh! I think I googled it, you know, and uh, it's right. r- rudimentary Google, and saw that was one of the symptoms or something. <laughs> oh no! But yes, but absolutely. And I, every time I wash my glasses, which is not as often as I should, I think, oh, this is so much better. But and of course, it's going to get dirty again soon. Right. It's, yeah, and so. So I don't know. Maybe with those sorts of things you just get in the habit of cleaning your glasses on a regular basis. Right. If I, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Something I've literally never thought of. I could clean my glasses like in, after I brush my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like at bedtime or in the morning. Right. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think I might give that a try. (laughs) It could become part of your routine. Right. Um, but but it's the same sort of thing. Like, it doesn't occur to you to to do something to, to um, prevent the problem in the first place or to, you know, sort of mitigate the Right, because it's just problem. a low-level toleration. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy to tolerate. Yeah. And I find the things that, like that, that, that um, that I get the most sort of satisfaction out of dealing with are the things around the house. And, and what made me think about this as a topic was when we were talking about um, in the, the issue about labels, about when you were saying that you're not a handy person mm-hmm. and thinking about um, 
you know, all the little things that you could take care of around the house if you felt like you were handy. And it could be as simple as, like I said, with my dishwasher, you know, a little WD-40. Um, but, and I remember doing that in my house. Like, it's an older home, too. And and um, the, all of the doors squeaked. <laughs> and, um, and just getting out the WD-40 and oiling all the hinges. But, you know, that's another thing, like, it bothers me when in the middle of the night, one of the kids gets up and goes to the bathroom, and I hear the door squeaking, Mm -hmm. opening and closing, but I'm not going to get up and oil the hinges in the middle of the night. So Right. (laughs) But it's not, it doesn't feel good to be annoyed with your kids. Right. Yeah. For not really doing anything wrong. No. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're behaving appropriately <laughs> right gosh this makes um, me want to like make a list go around the house and make a list of little things i could address well and so that's actually what i ended up doing when i first um discovered this is i went around and i made a list and i just started working down the list and i was sort of surprised at the number of things that were bothering me like even just in the kitchen um, and since you uh, have a have a more recently um, uh, remodeled kitchen, you might not have as much. But you know, there's like a doorknob that, or a, a what a, a cabinet handle that's loose, and there's like the the silverware thing in the drawer shifts when you open it, and it bugs me. You know, it's just like little things that are not that big a deal, but that every time you come across it it's a it's a point of stress even if you're not even if it's subconscious stress because it's interesting when i hear you say that i think i i feel like barry gets um my husband gets really easily annoyed by things and i like to be the cool cucumber who doesn't uh doesn't let this stuff bother me which is really just a lie i tell myself but the idea of all, of trying to get like hyper conscious about tolerations doesn't appeal to me, right? Because I want to like yeah. not always be irritated. But the idea of going around the house, making a list, getting hyper conscious for a little while, making that list, and then addressing it at my leisure or when I'm just feeling industrious—that's very appealing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I could ask Barry can, if anything's bothering him too. Hmm. Yeah, and it can also be things like um, uh, putting a phone charging cable in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like if you find yourself always wishing that you had something, mm-hmm. take care it of it. Right. Like fix that, yeah. And, it, you know, it's funny, like things like that that are not that expensive. I mean, you can buy, it used to be that you couldn't get good quality charging cables for um, inexpensive. Now you can, they're super inexpensive and they're good quality and you don't have to worry about them. Um, And having them in the places where you often are and are setting down your phone is super convenient and really gives you weird, I don't know what it is. It feels, it's just like comfort, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's satisfying, and it's also yeah. making your life better. 
Right. Well, that reminds me that I, um, well, an, another, uh, 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 sorry, solution to a, something that I used to tolerate, which was always worrying about my phone running out of juice, was uh-huh. to get a, you know, an external battery pack thing that I uh-huh. can carry around with me. And it still holds a charge well, and so I plug my phone into it. Well, when I was, and I've had that for years, or I've had them for years, um, at my conference recently, I was uh, taking my notes uh, at the conference on my computer, and there were no outlets nearby, just the way the conference Mm -hmm. was set up. Um, And I was getting stressed out by the prospect of my computer running out of juice, and I thought to myself, gosh, I wish I could get a battery pack for my computer. And I realized I have a USB-C computer oh, now. And right. I went on Amazon and I bought a cable that would, a, a USB-C, USB cable that I could plug into a battery pack. I think. That's Actually, awesome. I haven't done it yeah. <laughs> it arrived. I haven't, I haven't I, I, no, I did yeah. try it when I was on my vacation. It didn't charge very quickly, but it did keep the charge. So it right. would keep it from running out of juice. And that was a, you know, a $10 investment that um, I think I'll be really happy about. Yeah. Well, and it's also, a, a weirdly, we've re- we discovered recently how different cables are faster than other cables. So... Um, yeah, Mike got a a little hard drive, and we were trying it on different computers because it wasn't going at the speed that it was supposed to. And I'm like, I wonder if it's the cable. And we switched the cable, and it totally was the cable. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because I used it just my charging cable, a um, USB C, and it. Uh, aftermarket charging cable with it and it was super slow and then we switched it to the cable it came with and it was the speed it was supposed to be the cable the hard drive came with yeah huh that's interesting um yeah yeah, so so there are there are probably a lot of little technical solutions for little technical tolerations technology related tolerations yeah, and um, so it's it just is interesting. Like you said, you don't want to become so hyper aware that it's a bigger issue, and then you're feeling all like stressed out and like all of this stuff is clanging at you. <laughs> but to pay attention and um, you know make a list or put it on your to do list or somehow. Uh, record it so that you can take care of it at some point is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm making a list literally here of <laughs> right now. To, yeah, it's not a list of tolerations, but a list of things to do uh, in, in response to this whole notion, including walking around the house and making a list. Uh, yeah. But I know with my organizing clients, Lots of times they're tolerating, like um, I'll see a, a desk or a kitchen desk that's crowded with papers and so forth, and I'll ask if they actually work at that desk, and they'll usually say no, you know, it's so piled high or whatever. Well, do you want to work at that desk? Well, I'd like to, but I never really have. And I'll take a look around and say, 
Well, there's no good lighting at this desk, is there? I think, you know, it, you can't, mm -hmm. probably can't even see when you're sitting here. So perhaps if you brought in a, a task lamp, that would make it more appealing. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea, you know? I mean, there's little things like that, these influences that it's a lot easier to see when you're on the outside of it, um, that can make a difference about, it can easily make something more tolerable or more accessible that we don't even yeah. notice. Like people, tol I, I, I know, I tolerate lack of light with probably too much regularity because <laughs> it's not good for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, like once you start thinking about it, you realize, and you know, all of any one of those things on its own is not that big a deal. But when you start adding them up, I can't remember. I have to look at the original blog post that I wrote about this. Um, the you know the average number of things that people can come up on a list when they start making one. I remember it being really high, like thinking it was like a hundred things or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I I could be completely misremembering that. It could be like twenty or something, but mm -hmm. you know, whether it's twenty or hundred, that's a lot of things to be tolerating that you don't necessarily have to tolerate, and then you know you can use that that energy that's being taken up dealing with that even if it is on an unconscious level you can use that for something that you want to be doing mm -hmm. which may even just be relaxing that's right and you're improving your life in the process it that's right it occurs to me it pops into mind the advice i've read to walk through your house as if you were going to put it on the market and see yeah. the things that jump out at you that a buyer wouldn't be would think needed to be fixed, and then you know maybe if it's not a big thing, go ahead and fix it, and then you can right. enjoy the fixed nature of it. Yeah, this makes me think of um, we have these shelves by the front door that Mike puts shoes on. Mm -hmm. That every time I look at it, I don't like it. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, like, maybe we could do something about that instead of me just sublimating my frustration by it being there and not looking good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I guess that's a trick. And I, and I think that maybe um, that's another place to watch out for perfectionism is in finding the fix. You want... Um, you want something that's going to solve the problem, but be careful of falling into trap into the trap of looking for the perfect thing to solve the problem. Is it then the problem may never get solved? Right. And then by even starting the process, you're actually and not finishing it. You've perhaps made it even worse. Yeah, because you let it bug you. So then you're hyper aware of it. Right. <laughs> and not doing anything about it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. So, oh, that was that's the other thing. I was trying to remember. I'm like, there's something that has been bugging me. And then I just realized I could, oh, <laughs> we have shears, um, curtains, you know, sheer mm -hmm. curtains, behind heavier curtains in our bedroom mm -hmm. and our 
adorable cat when she was a kitten liked to walk on the window sills, window sills and then bat at the shears and so they're full of holes mm-hmm. from her nails and every time I look at them it drives me crazy and then it occurred to me I could just get new ones but it was like it took months for that for it to occur to me that I could just get new ones and did you get new ones I haven't yet Uh I um I forgot to write it down and we went to Ikea and the whole time I'm like there's something I wanted to get and I can't remember what it was so I left Ikea without them um but I will get them and and that's so funny you say that because we have uh lace curtains in our front door right what front door uh-huh. is a mostly window and we've always had lace curtains there and Bix doesn't jump at the door or anything Bix doesn't even bark if the doorbell rings but he jumps he stands on his hind legs while he waits for the person well he waits for the person to come in <laughs> but um our previous dogs uh, Pip and Kirby they did they went carried on at the door and so they ripped the lace curtains uh, on that door and it's been Pip and Kirby have been dead for a long time. Uh, Kirby Quite died some time. In 2015. So, four years now, it, we've had a ripped <laughs> curtain there. Now, I will say, it only bothers me occasionally. Like, I glance at it, and, oh, yeah, we should do something about that. And it did. now, of course, I'm now I'm hyper aware. So, I'm going to have to replace that. And yeah, maybe I'll well, get a I'm, shear from uh, uh, Ikea instead. Yeah. We could have matching shears. <laughs> nice <laughs> she'll bring us closer together <laughs> i don't know that we need to become closer together shannon but who knows there may be room oh you're probably right <laughs> well on that note <laughs> anything else you want to say about tolerations no i don't think so now i'm just going to get to work on my list yeah Well, and so we would love to hear from you. What have you been tolerating and how are you going to change that? You can uh, leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. You can leave a comment on the show notes at Gooding... Gooding... (laughs) (laughs) What is it called again? Getting to Good Enough... Dot com, uh, where you will also find links to our social media profiles on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, for now, I'm Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. after 60 some episodes that I would get tongue-tied saying the name of our podcast. (laughs) No, that was pretty funny.